Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And welcome back to the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter. That's Kyle Porter. I'm Chip Patterson, and we are here in the middle of the biggest bracket event in March 2019, WGC Match Play Bracket Reveal. The ping pong balls are rolling uh, right now, and uh, and Kyle, it, the the tension, it's, it's, it's all over the place. It's seasonal, baby. It's March. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I... Uh... Is it bad that I'm I'm only thinking about the Masters? I I was able to get fired up about this in the last hour and a half since we talked about okay. doing a, a bracket reveal live. So like as the as as they've started to roll out, and they, I mean it's still going on right now. But like you know, we mentioned man, like Xander didn't catch a good draw. I started to think about you know if I was making picks here, if if we decide to make any picks, the idea that you got to look for the players who like in the NCAA tournament. You know, their seed doesn't necessarily match their form, right? Where, like, some teams have a certain seed, but they've had a player get injured or they just aren't playing as well, and so they are over or under-seeded. And I think that we have that, too, with the style being uh, the the different pools based, based on the World Golf rankings. Yeah, I think it's hard because it's almost like... The, so the, the golf match play thing should be awesome, right? Like, it should be amazing, but it's but it's like, how many memorable moments have we had from this event? You know, and I I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a matchup thing. I don't know if it's a. I think part of it is it gets really slow when you get into the semis and the finals. Mm. And so the, I think part of the fun of watching golf is how fast paced it is, how everything's back and forth. I mean, think about think about the Players Championship Sunday. You're like, oh my gosh, this is, there was like an hour there where it was just. It was lunacy. I mean, it was crazy. You had no idea who was going to win. You got Rory, you got Rom freaking out. You got Jim Furyk. You got all these different things. And with match play, it's it's like, oh my gosh, when are they going to hit the next shot? Right. <laughs> at least on at least on the weekends. And so, I, you know, I it, theoretically it's great. The course is great. The some of these some of these pools are pretty pretty great. Uh, it's there's the drama of like there's five or six guys that need to get in or that need to get into the top 50 to get into Augusta. Ooh. But for, for whatever reason, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second, but for whatever reason, it just, I, I don't feel like it, um, I don't know. I don't feel like it meets like h- how good it should be in theory. Interesting. I mean, be- what, do you, do you remember what, what's the most memorable moment you have from, from the match play? Hey, you're talking about, anything that happens around this time of year that isn't the NCAA tournament, right? Like I'm, I, I very much look at myself as not a good person to answer that. I'm not an average sports fan. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not average in that case. Like I I cannot represent the, the majority opinion on this one. I mean, it's, it's probably tiger beating Steven Ames nine and eight. And that was like a first round matchup or whatever. Second round. and, And that's only become more popular in lore to go back and watch it. 
Like I didn't I didn't yeah, watch uh the beating of Stephen Ames live. I've just watched it about 75 times since. Right. And and it's and it's weird because you've had I mean 2 years ago we got DJ and John Rahm on a Sunday at this great course and I, I just I don't know. It's it it just for whatever reason you remember, I mean, I remember these just, uh, individual matches from Ryder cups from like 16 years ago. And I have no idea what the DJ John Rom, you know, match what what any of them did, like what happened other than DJ winning. And so I, I, I don't know. There's just something, there's something different about it. That's, you know, it's still, it's still, I, I mean, I think, in terms of a takeaway for Augusta, it still matters. Like, what is it? I mean, what is Spieth going to do this week? Mm. If he, what if he goes? What if he goes zero and three? And then you're like, wow, what what's going to happen at Augusta? Okay, I I can ride with the idea that a really poor performance in pool play Wednesday and Thursday, uh, playing everybody with it was you know supposedly a, a good breakdown from the different different stratospheres of the great golfers uh, in the world right now. Is there uh if someone goes three and oh and then makes a run, is there any positive there? Like is is there any connection between a match play success and stroke play success? I don't know. I mean we saw we saw Bubba last year. He won it and then what what did he do at the Masters? I think he finished I don't know, top twenty five or something like that. Um so I don't know. I, I think that you know, to me, I, I'm gonna look well, I'll ask you because I've been kind of grinding on this for a while. When you're going into the Masters, what what matters to you? Is it recent form? Is it history at Augusta? Is it just just I mean, just as like I'm not even asking as like for an in depth like oh these are the stroke you know this category or whatever, but just like feeling wise, like what what do you get more into in terms of like uh, trajectory for for these players? Okay, for the Masters. I have, well, we haven't had the players championship as a data point before, but there was a point where I was relying very heavily on the recent finishes and like specifically finishes, not even necessarily recent statistics or strokes gained or whatever, but just, just looking at your, you know, your last five or six starts on the, on the bio page and sort of using that as a, as a measure of what I was going to do for Augusta. I think I've been proven wrong or led astray enough times by that method that recently, and I don't know when this changed, but it has moved more and more into trying to select a group of like five or six golfers and just going gut feel from that. Like just saying, okay, yeah. based, based on the landscape of the field at Augusta, I think that these five or six players, based on course history and you know their own personal history, recent form, these these guys seem like the right ones. But just you can't you can't feel super confident um, that the recent leaderboard finishes represent recent form. I guess. Well, I, I, and I think that's probably sir. I'm we've got a a group being revealed here uh Jason Day, Phil Mickelson and Henrik Stenson are in the same pool. That's pretty pretty salty. Um I'm I ahead can't. of you. Oh, are you? Do you Who's want me to do, do you want me to break the news? Oh no, that you are Furick. Wow. Yeah. So Furick's the fourth. Jeez, that is that's crazy. So That's t- like four That's four Hall of Famers right there. So Tiger got Patrick Cantlay, Brant Snedeker and Aaron Wise. Oh my gosh! He should just—he should just blow through that. I know. 
And that was the other terrible. thing. So like I started looking at um I started trying to I'm, I'm it's funny you asked me that because I'm I'm probably currently tweaking my system for predict making masters predictions. Like the idea that I might look at Tiger Woods, no chance I would pick him to win, but he might be my top 10 lock. Well, I mean, and and that's the thing. I, I think what you're saying earlier is the right way to do it because I feel like people get, I I heard Brandel on, I guess it was his own podcast talking about how he picked Mike Weir to win the 2003 masters. And you're like, okay, that's great. Like I'm, I'm glad for that. But like it's, it's, it's not a, it just seems like a fool's errand to try to like pick the winner. But if you're saying here's a group of six guys and I think I think the winner or at least one of the contenders is probably going to come from this group. That seems like more of a nugget to give to to view to people that are that are curious, that are looking for picks for their pool, for their um fantasy, for betting, just for enjoyment. You know, uh, that, that seems like more of the way to do it. And so when you do that and you start digging in a little and you're like, Oh, Paul Casey's got like the, one of the best scoring averages last six years. He just won the Valspar. People who are casual fans are not going to be like, Oh, Paul Casey at Augusta. But if you start looking at it a little bit, you're like, I'm going to put Paul Casey in that group of seven or five or whatever it is. And, And so I think, I think that's probably the, the more, I don't know, like honest way to to pre- to present something to people who are reading and and listening. Okay, so um, let you let's run through some of these early groups. I'll just uh, do you or do you have any early group takes? Uh, let's see. I, I've got them all in front of me right now. Um, <laughs> Rory's group is hilarious. Rory got Matthew Fitzpatrick, Justin Harding who's from South Africa and needs to hang on to that 47th position in the world golf rankings to stick, to get into the masters. And then Luke list is the fourth guy. Yeah. On, he's going to eviscerate him. That's three, and oh advance. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty soft. So I, I, <laughs> I love DJ versus Hideki, right? Like that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, in group one, I guess we lean DJ, right? Who, who was the who was the so is DJ Hideki uh, Shea Reve and who was the fourth Brandon Grace Brandon Grace is the C player yeah that's right um, the Justin group two is Justin Rose Gary Woodland Eddie Pepperell AP uh, and Piliano Grio I could see any any one of them winning yeah yeah I I think man Grio is I I'm gonna keep bringing this back to the Masters because that's what that's where your I head's do. at right now. Yeah, but I, I think Rio is pretty pretty fascinating for, for Augusta. He's such a good ball striker. Um, I think him or, or Eddie P could win that group. Um, group- you know, we, we got Kep, Kepkin, Norin, Hal Lee bucking his head, and Tom Lewis. Uh, Alex Norin's got a great – Alex Norin has a great record here. Uh, Adam Sarson, adamsarson.com. He's got all the match play records, and he's got them broken out by, by uh, like – WGC President's Cup Ryder Cup and then he's got the WGC's broken out by different course and so he has Alex Noren he's eight and three on this course in the last three years he's been really good um do you does when he Adam Sarson is at press conferences does he introduce himself with the microphone as Adam Sarson Adam Sarson.com <laughs> Adam Sarson gifts yeah <laughs> he should there's a there's an ACC media member well his name is Dan Tortor and I hope I'm not messing it up Dan Tortor, Dan Tortor, sports.com. 
<laughs> Coach, you got three seniors back. Um, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's it's very good stuff. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we got – I don't have any confidence that Brooks is going to emerge there because that was kind of my approach to this. And, again, I'm, I'm giving you and the listeners the full admission that most of the time the match play does not uh, – has not grabbed my attention. But on this Monday, as I'm sitting here looking at this with a bracket reveal show, <laughs> I'm fired up. Um, Brooks, I'm just like, in non-majors, I'm kind of just like, whatever. I, I don't know. I mean... Oh, I've, 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 I'm out on Brooks right now for the Masters. Yeah, I, I am too. Although, Shane Ryan did this deal with uh, Mark Brody... And they did it at the, I think it was at the end of 18. It's on golfdigest.com where they, where they looked at strokes gained in majors compared to like rate, like strokes gained in non-majors. Sure. And, uh, obviously Kepka was at the top, but he was so, he was so much better than his regular play at, at non-majors that it was like, it was obscene. I mean, it was, it was a crazy number anyway like the, the the entire this was a list from like 2000 i think 14 to 18 so it wasn't just for 2018 it was kind of a, a longer period of time um and it was it was really interesting because you can kind of see tony finau was up there for being better at majors it, it, it's a pretty it's a pretty intriguing list um i think my brooks kepka is why well, i've got like warning signs about his recent form why is that he's he hasn't been very good right well, he almost won Honda, and then he played really bad at players. I think he was like T58 or something, mm. T56. Okay. Um, Justin Thomas leading group five as the A player. He gets Keegan Bradley, Matthew Wallace, and Lucas Buregard. Is that correct? Yeah, JT might commit a homicide in this group. <laughs> you don't need length, though, right, at Austin Country Club? No, but he's – I mean, he almost won it last year. He's – one of three guys gaining over two strokes per round on the field this season. He's just, it, he's going to destroy this group. Group six is the group of death. Bryson DeChambeau, <laughs> Mark Leishman, Kyrdek Apabarnrat, and Russell Knox. Russell Knox could win that group. Yeah, he could. I kind of want Barnrat to win it, though. Isn't Barnrat kind of vicious in match play? Did I hear that on the broadcast? Uh, let's see. Here. Maybe he's got a quarter. Got, he's got like a quarterfinals run or something. Probably snuck up si- and won ooh. a group. He was si- he's six and two at Austin Country Club. Ooh. So yeah. How about this? How about uh, Bryson has never played in match play because no one wants to play with him. <laughs> <laughs> so this so last year he was not high enough in the world rankings to qualify for match play how crazy is that yeah but we like we we've discussed before about um how it was a after what june or july i mean it was a late in the season very very late in the season and later in the calendar year upward movement for bryson yeah so he finished he fin he he wd'd from valspar last year he's 95th in the world yeah and then he finished second to Rory at Bay Hill. He moved up to 61st. And then when he won the Memorial, he moved up to 22nd. And he's moved all the way up to 6th since then. Yeah. I'm, uh, I am I would take Leishman, Apabarnrat, or Russell Knox in group six. 
Sorry, Bryson. Yeah. Don't I'm, see it. I yeah. I I would I would love a barn rat barn rat dub there. Uh, group seven: Francesco Molinari, Webb Simpson, Thorborn Olison, and uh, Satoshi Kadera. Yeah, I like I like Francesco there. Yeah, um, don't overthink it. Is that probably the thought there? Although he's he's four and ten in in this event, which is not good. But I don't know. Part part of me is like, do you just do you just throw some of his stuff out? Like because he's just, he's been a different player over the last year and a half. Well, I mean, if you're you gonna know? pull if you're gonna pull out match play records, then I just point to the Ryder Cup, right? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, oh god, true. he might go three and zero. Yeah. <laughs> um, group eight: John Rahm, Matt Kuchar, J.B. Holmes, and Siwoo Kim. Uh, Rahm's going to be my pick to win it all. Okay, nice. Just spoiler, but he should win this group. Okay. Who else? If I mean, Siwoo. Or maybe Kucher, maybe. Yeah, I mean Kucher's really good at this event. He's he's uh, according to Sarson, he's twenty three nine and three overall at match play events or at, at WGC match play events, and he's five three and three on this course. So, I mean, I you know who knows, but I just think I think we do this thing where we're like with Rom at the players. It's like, oh my gosh, he collapsed. Mm-hmm. But then you like pull back, and if you can just forget about Sunday, you just it, like if somebody's just coming in and looking at the scores, you're like, oh man, Rom's been playing great, you know? Yeah. And, and so like if you remove the context of like what happened, and just look at the results and the scores, he finished his top ten at Valspar last week again. Like he's playing ridiculous golf, but it doesn't feel like that because of what happened at Sawgrass. We'll be getting into the last eight groups still being revealed. Group 14 uh, currently ping pong balls bouncing around. We'll get into all of it right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, um, I, they went really, really hard on trying to play up the conspiracy part of this at the beginning of the broadcast. What's up with that? I, it was unbelievable. Right? I, I, it was very I, inappropriate. I saw that and I was like, who thinks that the WGC match play is is rigged? Like, <laughs> who cares? Who like has anyone ever thought that? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and uh, Ryan Burr of Golf Channel, who's by the way, who's awesome on air, but he's like having to scream at the at the camera because these 
he's got these ping pong ball like air horns next to him that Mark Russell is pulling ping pong balls out of. It's kind of crazy. It is. It was. It's very very crazy. Um, I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure that their audience is is receiving it and loving it. Certainly we are. So, did shit. you notice who the uh, like on the reveal? They've got the kind of ghost uh, like the outline of the players at the bottom. Yeah. Is it all Rory? It's ever like all sixty four of them are Rory. It is Rory, isn't it? <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's, sorry. It's it's so great. Oh, Bubba Watson and Jordan Spieth, Group Fifteen. Uh, Joel Beal, uh, Golf Digest said. Uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan Burr appears to have chugged a keg of Red Bull before the WGC match play drawing, while Mark Russell looks like he's trying to remember if he picked up his dry cleaning. <laughs> Bubba uh, Watson, Jordan Spieth, Billy Horschel, and Kevin Na. Uh, wait, say that again. Bubba, who? Bubba Spieth, Horschel, Kevin Na. Mm. It's kind of a that's kind of a good position for Spieth, I think. Ooh, okay. I, I think that's just a fun. All right, let's go. Let's go back. We talked about nine. Xander gets Rafa, Hatton, and Westwood. That's wide open, if you ask me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul Casey gets Cameron Smith, Charles Howe the third, and Abraham Answer. Paul Casey, right? Don't overthink it. Mm, I kind of like Cameron Smith there. Okay. Cameron, I, I'm gonna have to just wait on. You being right about Cameron Smith and me stop trying to make Cameron Smith happen. He's he's really good. He's really I, I've I've seen I've watched enough that I agree. Okay, I know he's really good, yeah. but I gotta stop thinking that he's the he's the guy to saddle up with. Yeah, it's fair. Um, Tommy Fleetwood's group is Group Eleven. He gets Louis Ousses and Kyle Stanley and Ben on. Mm. That is that's the best ball striking group in this event. If there's any conspiracy with these ping pong balls, it's just the stripe show that Group Eleven is. I yeah, like, it, but seriously, who's out there being like, God, Kyle Stanley got screwed. This thing is rigged. <laughs> this is rigged. I mean, you know, I, I they like went to links to to show us that it wasn't. I, it was it was hilarious. But yeah, that group is. I that's the group I would follow around if I was in Austin. Uh, group twelve: Jason Day, Phil Mickelson, Henrik Stenson, Jim Furyk. We mentioned that group. Just just Hall of Famers, legends. Yeah. Jim Furyk. Jim Furyk needs to win this group, and I think get to like the Sweet Sixteen to get into the Masters. Furyk's, or no, he needs to he needs to win this group and win his his uh, Sweet Sixteen matchup to get into the Masters. Wow, how do they des- like that. how do they decide what the finish is um, on like the records and for the points? What do you mean? Like if you if you go two and one in match play, but don't make the uh, don't come out of the group, do you finish with a leaderboard finish? that is higher than someone that goes one and two. No, no, you're all like missed cut uh, basically T 64 or whatever. Wow. Yeah. So then if you like, like everybody that loses in the, in the sweet 16, they're all T 17 or T nine or I I don't know, whatever it is. Got it. Uh, Group 13, Tiger Woods, Patrick Cantlay, Brant Snedeker and Aaron Wise. As we mentioned, that's a, that looks like a dub for Tiger Woods. 
Tiger's never played here. He hasn't played in Texas since 2005, and he but he's 33 and 10 at this event with three uh, trophies. And here's what makes his um, Ryder Cup record look even worse on AdamSerson.com. He has him at 50, 17, and two as a professional in match play events. Mm. 50, 17, and two. And his team Ryder Cup record is just egregious. I mean, it's just awful. But that's his individual uh, match play record. The the way how long has this been? How long has the WGC match play been going? And how many of Tiger's WGC wins are match play events? Uh, three of them. It started in '99. Okay, so he won. I don't know. He, I think he won them all in the mid two thousands, like oh five, oh seven, and oh nine, or something like that. Um, group number fourteen: Tony Finau, Ian Poulter, Kevin Kisner, and Keith Mitchell. Not Keith Kisner and Kevin Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that would be great if they switch names. <laughs> uh, I want to like Poulter out of that group. Finau worries me. He is three and one here. Two and one here. Uh, he has he been playing well? I feel like I haven't seen him very much. Um, I, I, I just I don't know. I, I'll probably pick Poulter out of there. Group fifteen, as we mentioned, Bub Watson, Jordan Spieth, Billy Horschel, Kevin Nye. You hinted at it. You think Spieth Spieth's going to be able to at least make it to the quarterfinals? I don't know. You know, he had an interesting or uh, interesting interview with Steve Demeglio of USA Today, just talking about how he he, f- he feels like it's close. It's right around the corner, and I think the the good thing is like, you, the, I mean, that's kind of what you have to say. Like mm-hmm. that's what you just keep saying until it happens, and I think it will happen. But I don't know. Does it feel close? Like I've watched I've watched him. I just, is it close? I don't know. It, it depends on whether or not you think Jordan Spieth, once it clicks, he can immediately not only be in a position where he feels confident about his game, but also beat the rest of the best players in the world. And I I don't think that's one step. I think those are two steps. I'm not Jordan yeah. Spieth. I'm not like in his camp. But I think that there needs to be first Jordan Spieth putting together four rounds of golf that has him feeling really confident about where everything is at, not close, and then once you get back up to that level, besting everyone else before before I'm picking Jordan Spieth to be um, winning a major championship, I think there needs to be a first step where you're just you're showing on with some level of consistency the ability to remain in that same conversation where your where your general your once in a generation type potential and talent has put you as like one of the five to ten best players in the world. Yeah, I, I think what's interesting is with guys like him and in a sport like golf, I think it could click. I think it could all click together at once at a major. I don't know if it could all click together at once at like Colonial. I don't know if that's possible. But I think if you like it, it could it could click in the first round at, at Augusta of like, oh, yeah, this is I know how to play. And then by the weekend, you get into a spot that you're pretty comfortable with, which is leading the Masters. And that's a place where you're like, oh, yeah, I'm better than all these guys, you know? And so I think in in an event that heightened and that big, it could all click at once. And I, I mean, I don't know if that's a good bet uh, that it will. Although 
somebody whose average finish is like three and a half at Augusta seems like a pretty good bet at 50 to one or whatever right. he is. Right, right, right. Um, but I, I do think it, I, I agree, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I do think at a major, it could be a little bit different at Augusta. It could be different for, uh, just because of the, his own yes. like personal experience there. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Um, what was the, Oh, never mind. We, we, we talk about Jordan Spieth enough. All right, let's keep it moving. <laughs> Group 16. I've, I've got just like a running mental Google Doc of just general Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy big picture questions just because I find them interesting. And I'm afraid mm-hmm. that I just find them interesting in part because we have so much fun discussing it. Yeah. Isn't that what makes them yeah. compelling though, I guess? Well, I mean, this, I, I had, I had, this goes back to like 16 Masters. I had lunch with Shane Bacon on the veranda. And I'll never forget talking about this. He, we're, we're talking about how there's like 11. I mean, this is what you and I talk about. Like there's 11 guys that matter. And the reason that they matter in, in large part is because most of them are super compelling as figures, uh, personalities, but also competitors. And so I think even within that group, like Jordan Spieth and, and Rory kind of stick out. So I think that that's part of it. Uh, in Group 16, rounding it out, Patrick Reed just made a uh, change with the swing coach, uh, Sergio Garcia, Shane Lowry, and Andrew Putnam. Yeah. Uh, to, I, I love Sergio here. Reed's playing terrible. Reed went 77-70. Patrick Reed gained two strokes on the field in the first round of the Valspar and shot a 77. So where did it fall apart? He was uh, minus six strokes T to green. Oh. 144th out of 144. Oh. It was unbelievable. So, yeah, I, I, I love Sergio in, in this spot. Reed is, I don't know. He's, he seems like a little bit of a mess right now. Yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of where I'm I'm going back to the NCAA tournament comparison. Patrick Reed's overseeded. He well, yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> he, he, I mean, he had, he had uh, David Ledbetter club, but before his like he was taking his on his takeaway. Ledbetter standing behind him, like holding the end of his club, like showing him how to take it away before his round on Friday. Not good. It was it was, it was crazy. It was nuts. <laughs> so yeah, not not uh, not great momentum for for P. Reed going to Augusta. All right, and uh, in your we we went through group winners, and you spoiled it a little bit. But what was your thinking in landing on Rom as the winner, and who else were you thinking might make a deep run? Well, I mean, I don't know. I go recent form, and I go history at this course, and and Rom has both of that, both of those things. Um, he's got. I'm trying to figure out how the bracket breaks here. Let's see. I don't know. I don't know how it breaks, but uh, yeah, he's he finished runner up to DJ a couple of years ago. He's been playing really well, and again, we we do the thing where we think that he's not playing well because he fell apart. But the reality is that like his his scores to par, his strokes gain have have all been like those numbers have all been there. So love him. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's anybody. I, I like JT. A lot, generally, but also here. Rory's won this event before, and he. I I feel so. I, there's this thing that happens with guys where they they go on these runs, but then it like culminates with a win, and mm-hmm. then they kind of fall off a little after that. 
and I'm fascinated to see if that happens to Rory. I don't think it will just because he's kind of existing on a plane where he is capable of existing at like 2.7 strokes gain per round, which is ludicrous. But he's also like he can he can kind of live there. I, I mean, he could get bounced in the quarterfinals. I feel like there's – but I would not consider that fading, right? Like like the I mean he he should he should definitely win his his group right that's yeah 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 he should he should absolutely win his group and probably should go three and zero yeah 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 um I'll take so yeah I, I I like Ron Rory I like uh, sorry I like Poulter and I need a fourth I'll go I'll go RCB hmm. That's that's like half the European Ryder Cup team. Gary Woodland. Mm. No, I don't. That's your guy? No, 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 no. I was cuz I think the Eddie P might come out of that group. Grio might come out of that group. No, all right. I'll go with JT. I'm going to say JT wins it. Okay. Just I mean that's that's like picking UNC right now in a re-racked Sweet 16. <laughs> yeah. It is. I don't know. They're really good. They're pretty deep. Yeah. They got a lot of players that do a lot of things well. They go really fast. This is, this is how I feel about the Masters. There's like 12 guys I'm saying this about. I don't know. He's he's It's a par 69 for him. I don't know what to tell you. Like, what, <laughs> what do you want me to say? So deep in it. Yeah, I really am. Lost. I'm, I'm lost. Lost I, I in was, the sauce. I was texting... Uh, I was texting friends of the show, Sean Martin and uh, Brendan Porath, and Sean was like, you need to pace yourself on this master stuff. And I just sent him like this screenshot of 27 tabs I had open on like, you know, amateur research. And I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm lost in it. Well, the, it's not good. no, no, no. I mean, the, the thing is, is you're going to at least land and you're not going to be lost. Right. Yeah. Like, like yeah. S- some people, and like if for example if if i was down there with you and i was coming right off the ncaa tournament i would i would be behind you know i, I would land mm-hmm. and i would not have my feet under me and you're gonna be on the forefront of everything you're gonna you're gonna have a good feet i mean the results are gonna be whatever the, the golf that happens is the golf that happens but in terms of having a good feel for the field no one's gonna have it better than you so that'll at least I be mean, a good thing i can tell you that keegan bradley is 200 or he going into Valspar last week he was 207th in strokes game putting on the PGA Tour I think I did know that he's a he's playing really really well for having such horrible putting recently yeah good stuff. I mean I can tell you just all kinds of un un things that my wife would be embarrassed that I knew about and we're gonna unveil some of them on Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> what a tease I love it yeah I love it. Follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Kyle, thank you very much. Thanks, Chip. <laughs>